What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. From Spartan Stadium to Ford Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident on the game 730 AM. 730 AM. The views and positions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the game 7.30 a.m. Some may find the content of this program controversial or offensive. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. This isn't a safe space for weak takes or whining. You can say that this sports radio show is offensive-minded. Call the show at 517-300-4263. Text or call us through the game, 730 AMF. Message the game, 730 AM on Facebook. Guess who's back? Back again. Beanie's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Here's your host and professional Hellraiser, Beanie Howell. It's total BS on Offensive Minded. It's the loudest manure chant I've ever heard. Hump day! <laughs> total BS on hump day. 411 in your capital city. Beanie and uh, DeWitt Dream, Steve Goff here with you for yes, that sir. total BS. Mm-hmm. Can I just start by apologizing to you professionally? Oh, boy. By bringing you into this studio, I have opened you up to the cesspool of germs and filth that the morning show leaves in this place every day. Like, we ought, you know, some of the studios around here are commemorated in the memory of great radio legends that have passed. Mm-hmm. This one should be commemorated to influenza. 
It spent more time in here than anything or anyone else. And courtesy of its hosts and carriers, Tim Stout and Brock Palmbush. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you're sick. That's okay. I probably got it from you. I haven't had that yet. You've had the man flu or something. I had a fever on and off over the weekend. Not yeah. of the cowbell you were fixed a, variety. I got a fever. <laughs> but no, like Monday, a couple days ago, got a text around... 1 p.m. from Brock. Hey, I'll, I'll read it. I'll, I'll read it <laughs> Will you read it in his voice, please? <laughs> it was very panicked, but that goes without saying. Yes. <laughs> Brock only communicates in a panicked, hurried tone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this was Monday at 1.04 p.m. They probably literally just signed off. Beanie, just so you know, I sprayed the studio with Lysol and put the microphone disinfectant on each microphone today after the show. I'm a little bit under the weather. If you want to respray everything, go ahead. First of all, like I needed his permission. <laughs> Thanks, boss. I'm just letting you know, didn't want you to be in the dark. And I said, Thanks for the heads up. And he said, Yep, that's my duty. <laughs> what? Anyway, good old Brock. You know, <sighs> look, it's not my place to weigh in on this with him. I'm not his boss. And even, you know, I just don't want to. But you know what my immediate response was to getting that text? Why are you at work if you're sick? Right. Especially in an industry where we need to be able to talk. Mm-hmm. That's like radio one and one if you're si- right. Well, here I am. But but you're not necessarily air staff. That's true. I've just plunged you into this hellscape. You know, a hundred years ago when I first got into radio, we had to bring our own microphone covers in. Everybody had a little little box, like the size of a shoebox, right? And you'd bring it in, you have your headphones and your little microphone condom or whatever you want to call yeah. it, and you'd bring it in. And, and because if you didn't, it would, there would be various smells on the microphone, <laughs> like cigar, cigarette smoke, and whiskey. Well, you know, some of the air personalities that would and go on And here it would be Speedway breakfast uh, sandwiches. Yes, uh, Speedway breakfast sandwiches, big, big gulps, if Brock, you will. <laughs> Brock is big into the Speedway menu, in case you didn't know. Oh, it's some fine cuisine when you're an air personality. Nothing but, against that, but by the way, I want you to finish your story. Yeah. But I wanted to mention this. I was at the, the Speedway on Jolly today. It's part of my daily routine. They're not a sponsor, and I'm not giving them free ad revenue here or whatever you want to call it, but... They have upped their game. The food that they serve, like they prepare it to order, uh-huh. it looks like restaurant quality. Yeah, they, they, they have quite a business in there. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. No, it's right. But, but you would do that in the, in the hopes that you wouldn't, A, have to suffer the smells of what the last person on the air before you had on their <laughs> breath. And, and, and also, I think, to a certain extent, to stay healthy. But <laughs> alas, that. here we are. Yeah, I mean... Hold on. Okay, here we are. We're Brock ready. is just so committed to this task. He really, he really is. He is. He's, he's a good guy. We, we tease. We tease because we care. But if, you, if he really cared, he wouldn't be here spreading this <laughs> illness, this plague throughout the building. Now our guy who makes all the commercials for the whole damn company is sick. Way to go, Brock. Uh, I'll be all right. I, thankfully, we have a lot of people that are a lot more talented than I am putting commercials together. Anyway... I, like that really does bother me, but hey, you know what though? You if we you have, have kids, you you better be ready because they're germ factories. I understand that they go to school, but I'm talking about an adult here in, well, at work. We're in radio. A lot of these folks that's are just overgrown point. kids, but but yeah, that's another thing. You stay away from kids if you don't want germs because 
You know what it is, though? I think it's because Brock feels like if he's not here, everything will fall apart. And to a certain extent, to a certain extent, that's true. Definitely from 10 to 1 p.m. it would. <laughs> when's the last time did, when's the last time Tim did a, Tim did a show solo? I don't know. Could Has it? it ever happened? I, he could probably make it happen. He's a, just talking to himself. Yeah. That would be fascinating radio. I'd love to hear him carry out that conversation. Would he have to talk to himself and answer himself? Yeah, I could see it that Tim, way. what are your thoughts on this? Well, <laughs> well in <Tim>. my view, <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that position. Can we do that? Actually, now you're onto something. I kind of do want to hear that. <laughs> uh, point, counterpoint. Yes. With Tim Stout. You remember the thing uh, Stephen Colbert used to do on the Colbert <laughs> Report where he would argue with himself yes. and the camera would just inverse. Yes. So his hair would be parted <laughs> on the other side and he would just argue back and forth. We could have that. I think that's great. Stout on sports. View versus view. That's fabulous. In radio. my view, in his view. I love it. I love All right. it. I wanted to start today with something this is one of the weirder things I think I could I can remember reading and certainly talking about on this show and I could use some help from <laughs> listeners decoding this all right so Trent Bray the defensive coordinator under Jonathan Smith at Oregon State I'm a huge fan I love what they did there and I think I've made it pretty clear since the whole Jonathan Smith flirtation started man I hope he brings this guy with him I had my doubts, though, because I figured since this dude is, Trent Bray, that is, is an up-and-coming defensive coaching star in college football, Oregon State would probably offer him the head coaching job. He had not yet come along. So I figured, even though they didn't name him the interim head coach, which was so weird. That is bizarre. They named some other guy who I don't even know. His first name's Keyfence, like defense, but with a K. Okay. I don't know. Never heard that before. Anyway. So when that news came down Monday that they named the other guy the interim head coach, I thought, sweet, we're getting our dude. By the way, why do I like him so much? One, he's 40. Mm-hmm. Young. Two, his scheme is awesome. Just awesome. It's like, yeah, it's like the Ravens defense. Mm-hmm. They're, Constant movement. Yeah, this pre-snap snap masking of coverages and blitzes. Mm-hmm. I think it's so smart in college because the college quarterbacks, hell, NFL quarterbacks can't read that stuff half the time. College QBs certainly can't. I just love what they do, and it's super physical up front. It's, it's a lot like what Oregon State did on offense. I was just going to say, it's like a mirror image. That's yeah. Point, counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was so hype about this on Monday. Like, They're going to get this dude, man. He's probably going to cost more than State was paying Scotty Hazleton, I think, $1.1 million, which was <laughs> criminal. Mm-hmm. But I figured, you know, they would... I think the highest paid defensive coordinator this past year was two point one. I figured they'd go close to that to get him. Does that surprise you that that it's that low? No, because that's what it's been. Like coordinators making over a million bucks has only been a thing for what the last half decade. Mm. So it's no, that doesn't surprise me that much. Um, so I thought you know we were going to get him, and then yesterday, last night, they officially named Trent Bray the permanent head coach at Oregon State. Yep. Now how weird is that? There's an interim head coach, and now he's the permanent head coach. <laughs> like, did they panic and just hire him? Well, I, you know, as, as we were talking, I'm like, I wonder if there's, is there a health issue that he has to get taken care of pretty quickly? Let's get to what you're mentioning, because that's the weird part. Yeah. So they introduced him to the team. I guess you would call it that. He's been there for four years or whatever. But they did the thing where the athletic director called a football team meeting this morning. 
all the guys were sitting there assembled in the auditorium. AD walks out and says, we did a exhaustive national search. Did you, though? <laughs> it was like four days ago it started. Anyway, he's like, we had seven candidates, and there's no doubt there was only one guy for this job. Here's your next permanent head coach at Oregon State, Trent Bray. And so he walks out in the players hoot and holler and all that like they always do i'm going to play for you the sound this is from oregon state football's twitter here's trent trent bray addressing the team after formally being installed as permanent head coach at oregon state take a listen to what he says the the big reason i'm here are you i care about you guys love you guys love this place Um, believe in you believe in what we can do Right, the long, the, as I'm going through this deal, right, the more I believe the, this uh, administration, right, what's going on here, what this future of this program looks like and what we can do, right, the opportunity we're going to have over the next couple of years to be in that final big picture um, is even more real now than it was before. And I wouldn't be standing here if I didn't believe it. Um, so I'm just excited, excited to get started with you guys. I'm fired up for you guys and your opportunity in, in the bowl game. Wish I could be there with you. I'll be around at practice. Wish I could be there with you at the bowl bowl game, but I'll be around at practice. What the hell does that mean? He's not going to be at the bowl game? I have never heard of this in my entire life. Me neither. I don't understand what's going on. I can't figure it out. You know it's bad when all these self-appointed experts on Twitter can't figure it out. Why, Why hasn't Oregon State gotten ahead of that? And said, oh, well, what we meant was, or what he meant was. No one has. And this is hours ago, right? This was, sorry, no, this was last night when he said this. They have not put out any clarification. Like, I guess it's possible he misspoke, but I don't think so. That's Beaver speak for the interim (laughs) head coach is going to be your head coach. I'll just be there looking pretty on the sidelines. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm bringing it up as a, you know, topic on the show today, but... I genuinely don't know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm being kind of selfish. I'm using my show, which is supposed to be out about infotaining you people, and I'm asking you, does anyone get this? Can yeah. someone help me make heads or tails of it? Quote, I'm fired up about you guys and the opportunity in the bowl game. Wish I could be there with you, but I'll be around at practice. You're in great hands, and I look forward to watching you guys out there. I mean, that sounds like something Harbaugh would have said the last couple of weeks. So the receivers coach, Keefence Henson, is the interim head coach. Is Trent Bray just kind of like backing off and letting him get the full head coach experience for a month? That's fine. But he's still the defensive coordinator. But he should still, exactly. So he should still be there. Yeah. Yeah. This is weird, right? It's not just me. I mean, unless they're like, okay, you are now the head coach. Now, Now get out there and recruit. So that's the other thing. Yeah, he's got a lot of program business to worry about. You would think that they would let him be there for the game. Yeah, I don't think this is the AD or school telling him he can't coach the game. I I think this sounds like maybe he decided. I could be wrong, but he's not the first guy to be elevated to permanent head coach from a coordinator position when the other guy took a better job. None of them that I can remember stepped back from coaching duties, at least in the bowl game, to focus on recruiting. Yeah. They always do both. Right. Maybe this is a new approach. Maybe he's blazing a trail here. Maybe this is smart. You got to make hay while the sun shines. I get that. But the bowl games are a big deal to schools. You know, you, you got to be there. You got to have all hands on deck. I'm surprised that uh, 
that he made that comment. Again, I, I got to believe that Oregon State's going to get out in front of that. It's, well, too late to get out in front of it, but they are going to have to clean that up a little bit. They're going to have to get online and say something. Also, what does it say if he really is stepping away so he can do the recruiting? What does it say to the recruits? Hey, come play for me. All right, but like you're not at the bowl game. Is that going to happen when I'm a player? Or Again, I mean, I hate to say it, and I hate to wish on anybody, but maybe there's a health issue. If there's a health issue, I would get it, with, and that would make him? sense. I know he's only 40. Yeah, I don't think that's but, but Why would knows? he still be at work? Oh, well, right. Maybe there's something he's got to get to. I don't know. I, I don't either. It just seems odd. You're right. I don't. By the way, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing the move. But what I'm saying is, I don't get it. it. This might be the new way to do it, because let's be real. Starting next year, if you ain't in the playoff, there's no point to any of this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You could make the point, that's how it is now, that only, you know, only the three bowl games matter. Mm-hmm. The two semifinals and the one final. <laughs> so... Look, I got no problem with Trent Bray saying, yeah, listen, uh, if, what he, if, if what he really means is, guys, listen, this bowl game is meaningless, mm-hmm. so I'm going to work on the stuff that actually matters, like getting next year's set up and retaining as much of this recruiting class and working the hell out of the portal. You guys can go ahead and have a game. That's cool. I'm taking care of business. Maybe that's what it is, and if so, I would support that. I know mm-hmm. that's going to be unconventional, and people will get upset, but you'll, you know what I think is interesting, Steve? You'll notice if that's what actually is going on, there won't be near as much media media or fran- fan criticism of that as there is when a player opts out to protect his investment in his health sure. for an NFL career. Yeah, I'm not going to play in the game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just rest That's up. what he's saying. Yeah. Same thing. I'm not going to coach in the game. I'm going to protect my investment, which is the future of the program. Mm-hmm. But no one's going to complain about that. Meanwhile, you know... Kenneth Walker III does that ahead of the Sugar Bowl a few years, or whatever, or his Peach Bowl a few years ago. People had a damn mutiny out here. He doesn't care about us! Look at what we did for him! Really? Especially in retrospect, don't we owe Kenneth Walker III everything? Doesn't Mel Tucker owe him a now completely wasted $80 million? (laughs) Anyway, one of the weirder things I can remember. Sure. But hey. Anyway, the point is, you lost out on him. And that really sucks, man. That really sucks. There are two other names I've heard floated around, and I'm not, I'm not thrilled about either of them for defensive coordinator for Michigan State. One is Jim Leonard, and his name is constantly coming up. He built a hell of a defense at Wisconsin, his alma mater. He's a younger guy, too. I think he's like 43. Played in the NFL. Good recruiter, I guess. But, you know... When Paul Chris got fired, they elevated him to interim head coach and then didn't keep him. His alma mater didn't choose him. Mm. I think that's a bit of a tell. And then on top of that, he left, right? Or Fickle didn't retain him, whichever. I don't know which. It doesn't really matter. The point is, you'd think a premium defensive coordinator who's a young guy and has a good reputation would be gobbled up. That's not what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. No one hired him, so he's just in an off-field analyst role for Bielema at Illinois. Um, what? Yeah. yeah, that doesn't jazz me. The same way during the coaching search, I told you, I think one of the best indicators of someone's ability and potential as a coach is how long they've been at a coaching stop mm-hmm. in certain spaces. 
I'm not morally opposed to hiring a guy out of the Mac. I am morally opposed to hiring a guy who's been stuck in the Mac for a decade. There's a reason Jason Candle is going into it next year will be his 10th year at Toledo, right? He ain't staying there for the weather or for the ladies or for the golf. That's not why he's in Toledo. There's some fine golf courses in Toledo. He's there because he's stuck. Nobody else wants him. Well, Jim Leonard can't find a D.C. job in college football because no one else wanted him. Why should we? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but Michigan State is playing with a lot of money. They can go out and get a really good defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Now, can they go pluck someone from uh, Kirby Smart's staff? Probably not. But you could go find one of these up-and-coming young guys and get them, not Trent Bray now, because they're going to pay him like four or five million bucks. Well, you're not going to pay your coordinator that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But does it have to be Jim Leonard? There could be worse choices, sure. But... I just don't want to settle. And the same goes for the other name. And we, this is, hold on. We can't settle. That's the thing. We right. can't. Right. This we, is, should, we should be going out. Dude, if we went out and paid two and a half mil for somebody, for both offense and defensive coordinators, I, I, it would be worth it. We have to have, we have to have better options. So this isn't the next name so I was going to mention, but Phil Parker at Iowa is largely considered the best defensive coordinator, and he's paid like it. He is the highest paid defensive coordinator, I think, at $2.2 million this year. Michigan State has the, the money to go out and get him if they want, well, assuming he would take it. Mm-hmm. But a couple of things. That's not going to happen because, one, I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. He's paid super well, and he's 64. Like, nah. He, he doesn't want to move. Yeah. Time has passed on that. But, um... Didn't he play here, too? That's why everyone wants him. He played at Michigan State. I think so. So that's another thing, and that's what's going to lead into the, the other name. The other name that I'm hearing, and I wish people would just stop, is Mike Tressel, who was the co-defensive coordinator here under D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. Tucker came in and demoted him down to linebacker's coach, and then he left to go with Fickle in Cincinnati and then followed him to uh, Wisconsin, where he's the defensive coordinator there. Look, the dude's a Tressel. He can coach defense. Sure. And he has coached really good defenses here. Mm-hmm. Even when he was the sole defensive coordinator, they had good defenses. But can we just not do the Midwest thing when there's a job open and say, oh, who do we know? Or who's worked here before? Look, we just hired a head coach that has no connection. Mm-hmm. And people seem pretty jazzed about that. We're getting some good reviews on that move nationally. Do we have to go get another Michigan State guy? It wouldn't be the worst thing because... Smith needs help building inroads, recruiting here in this region. I understand that. But do we have to go get Mike Tressel? Like, seriously? And by the way, you know, that would be an expensive move, too. He's already at another Power 5 job in this conference. I'm just saying, if we're going to pay someone $2 bucks to be the D coordinator, can't we identify some young and upcoming dude instead? Do we have to retread someone who's already been here? That is the most frustrating thing to me around here. And I mean Michigan, the state of Michigan. When any big-time sports job opens up, the knee-jerk reaction is to go to, like, family Rolodex. Yeah. And it's not a Michigan State thing. It's not just a Michigan State thing. Michigan does this, you know, the whole Michigan man thing. Yeah. All the Detroit teams do this. The fan bases clamor for it. They want, like, this homecoming thing. Why? Why? Nostalgia is so powerful. It is. 
and I get that devil you know thing, but that's not what it's about. It's this, yeah, it's this loyalty thing. To hell with loyalty. When you start limiting yourself to people you know or who have worked here in the past, you are shutting off 90% of the candidates. Mm -hmm. And there are some real good candidates out there. What they need to do is go out with an open pocketbook. (laughs) Yeah, that'll get you the best guy. Yeah. Not, oh, who played here a million years ago? What's your threshold for what you're going to pay somebody, though? If you say the highest one is 2.2, are you willing to to, to go out on a limb and say Michigan State needs to be paying... Paying their offensive defensive coordinators the highest salary for those jobs in the entire country? No. Uh, they already have the old coordinator. He brought him with from Oregon State. I forget his name. I, and by the way, we don't know how much the guys are getting. We don't know the assistant coach salary pool, but we have been, it's been reported it's going to be more than what Tucker had. And Tucker had the 10th best one in the nation, second only in the Big Ten to Ohio State. If people don't know what I'm talking about, the assistant salary pool is exactly what it sounds like. It's the budget the right. head coach gets to spend on his staff outside of him. Sure. And State had the 10th best one in the country and the best in the Big Ten for everyone not named Ohio State. So it's, get, it's going up. Now, I don't know the actual number, but would I, would I say it's crazy to pay someone $2 million bucks to be our D coordinator? No. No, because last I checked... We have serious money around this place, and we're trying to win. Mm-hmm. And this ties into something else I wanted to bring up today. This fan base is wringing its hands because there are no scholarship quarterbacks left on the roster because now Noah Kim's in the portal too. 13 guys, at least during show prep, there could be more since then. 13 guys have entered the portal since Smith got hired over the weekend. And the fan base is panicking, like the sky is falling. Guys, those dudes went 4-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. I ain't sad to see him go because so far the only one that I'm sad to see go is Sam Levitt. Now, we haven't lost any of these good young first or second year players Tucker brought in. And give the guy credit for one thing, it's got to be that. He did increase the talent profile with back-to-back top 25 classes. And you can see the flashes from those dudes. Jordan Hall, Zion Young, Chance Rucker. These are the guys I'm, I'm talking about. There are more, but those are the first that come to mind. Keep them. And they haven't gotten in the portal yet. Good sign. But that's not who's left. That's not who's already entered the portal. These guys like Gino Vandemark, Kevin Wigginton, names you know like Hauser and Kim, Tyrell Henry, Jerron Glover. Hey, nothing against them, and I appreciate them. They stuck it out and dug in and fought for each other. That's great. But guess what? I want to win football games. Get these Mac-level bums the hell out of town. Not only that, but at this point, don't you kind of feel like the portal is just going to continue to become worse and worse as the years go on in terms of maybe worse isn't the word, but larger and larger, more and more people leaving the ship, winning or losing. It doesn't matter. People are just going to, they're coming in to to be recruited. Oh, I don't get to play as much as I want to play. Bye. Or someone is offering me more money elsewhere. NIL. Yeah. Yeah. You're on to something. That's a good point. It's gonna. It's it's an uncontrollable thing right now. It I is. hate it. I hate it. I and hate you're it. right. It's only gonna get worse. And yes, that's the other thing, Steve. Good point. Some of this happens even without a coaching change. That's yeah. There is expected to be a record number of kids enter the portal when the regular season officially ends. I guess that technically already happened. I mean, after conference championship weekend. Correct. So December four, I think, is when all hell breaks loose. Yeah. 
This There's expected to be thousands. Last year, it topped out at like 2,100. There's, there, some people are expecting like triple of that. This is, this is ridiculous. It is. It's untenable. It's going to make this already chaotic landscape even more chaotic. But you read some of the stuff like these writers have out there. It's some. I don't have time to go over it all, but what I'm talking about is there are a lot of writers out there either in their column space or on Twitter saying, you will not believe some of the names I have that are about to enter the portal. Mm-hmm. Meaning household college football names that are about to pull up the stakes and move. And why would they do that? There's one reason. A big fat bag of NIL cash. Yep. That's what's going on. So while state fans are panicking, it's just it's rats jumping off, not even the Titanic because the boat is back above water. Yep. But these guys know they don't have a place here. They don't fit the scheme. And even if they did, these dudes sucked. Mm-hmm. They went five and seven and four and eight. Oh, but they're good young men and they banded together and they represented this school. Guess what? This is a freaking business. I don't give a damn. I appreciate what they did. I'm sure they're great young men and they're going to go out there and be somebody. But not here. Goodbye. And I'll help year, you pack. And next year, it's going to be the same thing. Different names. Same situation. And worse and worse and worse. Yeah, but... So who cares? You, am I nuts? Why, no. why are you sad that a bunch of guys who went 9 and 15 are, are leaving? I don't care. The days of having... Four-year Letterman is gone. Are gone. There is there is no more. There is no more loyalty like that. No, no, for sure. Long-term loyalty for sure. Well, look, it's been a business for everyone but the players for decades. Correct. Now that now they're finally getting cut in on the action. Mm-hmm. You can't be upset at them. Nope. They didn't make it this way. Pandora's box has been opened. Yup. There's there no go. going back. Can't put the bullet back in the chamber. Nope. I think all you can do is try to regulate it somehow, but no one has the balls or interest in doing that. That's why the NCAA and the athletic directors are begging the big, uh, the con- uh, yeah, begging Congress to intervene, which is so pathetic. Yeah, You know things are bad when you're asking that bunch of hypocrites and incompetents to come in and rescue you. Yeah. Like you ought to, seriously, any administrator who goes before Congress and asks them to fix this, ought to automatically lose their job. That is the biggest admission of failure yep. that there could be. Agreed. Oh, we couldn't figure it out. Can you? <laughs> These people can't figure anything out. Right. If you're asking them for help, that's worse than the blind leading the blind. Yeah. So anyway, this, it's, a, it's a mess. It's absolute chaos out there. Uh, you can weigh in on any of that. Other stuff I want to get into today, the latest college football rankings fallout. I have some thoughts and if you want, Steve, we can argue about these rankings even though it means nothing. It's all going to settle itself this weekend. Oh my God. I love that. People are going to war on Twitter over these rankings. It's going to be determined on the field for the most part. Now, there are some scenarios that could play out that could get awfully contentious and I'm here for it. For example, what happens? Who do you put in? An undefeated Florida State whose quarterback is dead? Over a 12-1 and Texas with a far more impressive resume, including a win on the road at night early in the season in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of tipping my hand who I would pick. Yes, you are. I do want to get into that. Not that scenario specifically, but we can, but Florida State. Florida State is a very interesting case. And 
we're going to learn a lot about the college football playoff committee's values and what it really is all about if Florida State wins this weekend, which I suspect they will, even without their quarterback. All that and more coming the rest of here, rest of the way here today on Total BS Unoffensive Minded. And we're back after these words. It's the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on the Lansing Sports Network, the Big Talker 1240 WJIM, and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, a tradition in Lansing for over 20 years. With your hosts, the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell. Powered by White Law PLLC. Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and Chandler's Top Shelf. This is the White Law PLLC Tailgate Hellgate show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Back to a discussion you may not be ready to have. He's not afraid to pop the lid on subjects the other guys are. Beanie with Offensive Minded on The Game, 7.30 a.m. Let's go out to the free game, 7.30 a.m. app. Okay, Steve? Yes, sir. Dream? The mayor of Holt, John Freeberg, weighs in. Are the Lions in trouble based on their last two games? Well, things are staying on topic, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand as the mayor, you control the agenda. He can do that. Yeah. He is the mayor. So I will play ball, your honor. <laughs> well, look, their defense is, right? That's the big takeaway. The defense has been bad since the Tampa game, which was one, two, three, four, five games ago. And it has been special. Let's put it that way. The last three games, just special. Basically, the Chargers punted once. The Bears, well, you made Justin Fields look like an all-pro, and then Jordan Love came in and looked like, it looked like what Favre and Rodgers did to the Lions on Thanksgiving all those years. God. Yeah, the defense is is awful. And I'm convinced now th- there's no fixing it. It's just kind of, yeah, it's mitigating it. Like we talked about with college football's NIL and transfer portal issues. Or as Tim says, it's like Tim says about Northwestern football. You can't stop them. You can only contain them. <laughs> yeah, the Lions defense, you can't stop the problems. You can only contain it. So, I mean, they'll get a couple of guys back. James Houston eventually. That should help. C.J. Gardner-Johnson will really help. But I think we just kind of know this is what they are. They're a bad defense. And unfortunately, it's the kind that I think will end your playoffs in the opening game. I just know this. They got to move on from Aaron Glenn. They don't have to do it in season. I don't know if that makes a big difference. Sometimes it does. I don't know. When you fire a coordinator midseason, you're hoping you get this rah-rah lift. I don't think that happens. The Lions are already fine chemically. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. The issue is the scheme is trash, absolute trash. So they got to find someone else in the offseason, I think. But You are a wet blanket when it comes to our Detroit Lions. 
I'm sorry, man. I'm just no. calling it like I see You're it. But speaking the truth, unfortunately. To the, to the mayor's question, are the Lions in trouble? No. No. Look, one, two, three, four, five, six games left. You're going to win at least four of them. Mm-hmm. You're still going to win this division. You're still going to host a playoff game. You hope that's the case. You remember we're talking about our Lions, and I hate to say that, but not now I'm being the wet blanket. Yeah. But I'm a lifelong, just like you had Dr. J, lifelong Lions fan. You expect the unexpected every single year. You should have seen her during that game on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did not handle it well. Well, I mean, it's the truth. I got to tell you, you know, my reaction to that in real time was, wow, these people sure have made the transition from we suck to how could this happen really fast. <laughs> You'd think after a lifetime of failure it would take a while to move on to this like entitlement but no no and look i can understand you should have standards it is a good team they got a good thing going yeah but yeah uh dr j was was not feeling that in fact she started pounding the sauce (laughs) well (laughs) she got a she was getting she was getting critical again as a detroit fan (laughs) lifelong you gotta do what you gotta do i think i've rubbed off on her in all the wrong ways she was, you should have heard some of the stuff she was saying. She was very critical of the Lions' decisions. Yeah. And she was saying some very unrepeatable by FCC standard things. <laughs> and I was like, Jessica. You know, the difference is. It's Thanksgiving. There are children around. <laughs> you, you've been around, you've been a Packers fan your whole life. So you've seen a great deal of success. Yes. As Lions fans, we have not. I understand. I, I do. I, I understand. We don't that. know how to handle it. It's like coming into a bunch of money and not being able to save anything because you're <laughs> excited to spend it. I, I suppose, but man. Look, when we started out, what did we start out? Eight and two? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they I mean, were eight and two heading into last six, week. Six and one, or whatever. We started out with all those wins, and it was like, oh, there's nobody that can stop us. Who's going to stop us? Well, we beat Kansas City right off the bat. It's the NFL. I know. But the best team can lose to the worst team any given Thursday. Sunday or Monday. The Lions are, if they don't, if they're not careful, they're going to be knocking on the door of hard knocks again. I don't think it's panic time, though, man. Listen, you're at New Orleans this weekend. That's a tough place to play. They have a good defense. I could see them losing that game, but I don't think they will. And then you get to go to Chicago. That'll be an opportunity to get right. Mm-hmm. You host Denver. Look, Denver's playing better, sure, but they still suck. Then you go to Minnesota. All right. Ugh. Minnesota's trash. Now we can all stop pretending that they're anything less. Brock was legitimately afraid of them because of Josh Dobbs. And I said, Brock, do you understand Josh Dobbs is so bad that two months ago the Cleveland Browns said, yeah, nah, we got to let you go. Oh, he's playing so well. It's a flash in the pan. It's just like in MLB when a new starting pitcher debuts and has like two good starts. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, whoa, this guy's stuff electric. No. All it is is no one's seen him. Right. Once those batters get through a couple of times, though, the ball starts leaving the park. Yep. That's what's happening to Josh Dobbs. That's over. The only thing you got to be worried about down the stretch here. Now, look, you could lose all these games. It's the NFL. But you're not going to. You're better than all these teams except the Cowboys. You're probably going to get embarrassed there. It's on the road. It's on, was it Christmas Eve? Yep. Yeah. Or the the Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, they're probably going to house you. But that's okay. It's all right, man. You're still going to win the division and host a playoff game. That was the ultimate goal for this season. 
Expectations change when you start out eight and two, sure. That just seems like a long, a giant mountain to climb and then to fall down and then have to build it all over That's again next NFL. year. That's the NFL. Every team goes through that to some degree every season. The Eagles are the only team who haven't really faced adversity yet. And guess what? It's coming. Mm-hmm. They got to play the 49ers this weekend. It might start now. But I'll tell you this. They ain't finishing 16-1. and one. Yeah. That won't happen. They're now, if, if you want to know what has to change about the Lions, and I don't mean on the field, obviously the defense has to improve if they want to do anything. But here's what you as a fan base has to change. This talk about the number one overall seed, that's over. Yeah. You ain't catching up. That's done. You'd be lucky to have Philadelphia lose four games. That ain't going to happen. That, no. would, that would mean they'd have to lose three more times. And their defense isn't that great. Phillies? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Compared to you, yeah, it is. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's the yeah. steel curtain. Well, of course. By the way, why are you trashing their defense? Did, I'm not, what am I not picking up on? I, I Just looking at the stats this week on fantasy football. Ah. Well, their defense is basically the last two Georgia defenses. Because that's all they do now is draft True. Georgia defenders. Mm-hmm. And Alabama receivers. It looks like a pretty good strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been working pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Like, I, look, do I think the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl? No. But they're still going to win their division and host a playoff game. And that is progress. It is. Progress, not perfection. Let's go. One step at a time. Another message here in the free game, 730 a.m. app from Big Bob in DeWitt. Not even listening. This guy is a hater. All right, so I think context is needed here. Something that's way too complex for Big Bob. Big Bob of the small brain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's a big Walmart Wolverine. Oh. And curious. Were we even trashing the Wolverines? No, this is a, this is a cumulative thing, I think. Oh. Because Big Bob, like most Walmart Wolverines, doesn't have the balls to confront me one-on-one because he knows he will be the intellectual inferior in that competition. But, but time out a minute. Where is the logic? Well, okay, let's, let's hold off. There isn't any with the cult. Th- that too. Good point. We're starting at a very bad place. Haven't said anything. No, this goes back to, from what I can glean honestly, and I'm not doing a bit, because this guy, it looks like, here's how this works for people back home, let you know how the sausage is made. (laughs) The app messaging system, I have open on my computer so I can see everything that comes in, and it's not just for my show. Yeah. So I can see what people send in during Tim's time slot and stuff like that to Uh other time slots. It looks like Big Bob exclusively messages during Tim's show about me and how much I suck. (laughs) Which is funny because that tells me Big Bob has small balls. Doesn't want to call now. Big Bob, Little Richard. (laughs) Big Bob, Little Peter. Listen, man, I talk on the air for several hours a week. I'm going to say things that upset people. And, yep, believe it or not, you talk enough hours into a live mic, you're going to say dumb stuff. But even if you were perfect... It doesn't matter. You're going to, when you have a position on something, best case scenario, you're only going to make half the people listening happy. <laughs> Even in a market that's 90% Michigan State fans like this. Don't I know it? Mm. But, dude, listen, I, I'm not unaccustomed to people wanting to post me up. That's part of the fun of the show. You don't have to be a gigantic wuss, though, and only complain to Tim about me. Like, what does that say? In all seriousness. You're going to call up another show to complain about a different time spot. Like, that's not how it works. And any pro in radio will tell you. If you called up my show complaining about Tim, what do I say? First, I probably laugh 
And then I say, hey, take it up with him. If you're being serious and you have a serious, like, complaint and bone to pick, I ain't going to do that. That's not my place. Right. I ain't going to take care of your business. And you ain't going to get me to pile on in a serious way about someone who I'm on the same team with. And respect. Believe it or not, there is an iota of respect there. At least on my end. I don't Absolutely. know about on Tim's side. <laughs> but anyway, look, I, come after me, man. You, you know, don't have to hide in the app. Bob. I relish these opportunities. When you call into my show and I get the dunk on you, the people love it. I hope Bob calls in. Me too. I'm just not convinced he has a phone. Because <laughs> he certainly doesn't have testicular fortitude. But, um, I mean, he said all that. Here, let me read some of the guy's other messages. Because another thing in the back end of this app, I can see, like, the history, you oh, know? Yeah. So he messaged in during Tim's show on Monday. Tell that beanie loser, how does he like Michigan now? Walmart Wolverines are going to the Big Ten title game. How does Beanie like that? Well, considering Beanie picked that in August, I feel pretty vindicated. <laughs> and considering on the last tailgate show of the season, excuse me, not the last. Well, yeah, I picked Michigan on Friday night yep. when you and I were in Detroit. Sure. And then the one the week before, the last one Tim was on, we talked about Michigan-Ohio State. And Tim, I don't know what he said on his show, but he told me then he thought Ohio State was going to win. And I said, Tim, based on what? Mm-hmm. What have you seen to think anything's going to be different this year? You do have to admit it was pretty close. It was closer. It's almost like that cheating made a difference. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it, that's the thing about the cheating scandal, at least as it pertains to Ohio State. My, what has been my, my narrative throughout? You didn't need to do it. You've no. been better than them. Yep. You have figured them out and really broken them psychologically. This was just the latest instance of it. Anyway, Big Bob, Little Peter. I got a phone number, 517-300-4263. But you be you, and you be small and hide on the app. You could call the huge show at six. (laughs) By the way, how great is this? How great is this? I'm going to message into a radio show about how I'm not listening. (laughs) And there, done that. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, well, I don't even care. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Real nice. Uh, speaking of Michigan, I did want to get to this. We have a few minutes. We can do this. Because I got to be honest, Steve, one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to uh-huh. this conference championship weekend is the Big Ten title game. Not for anything to do on the field, believe that. That's, that they might as well not even play. Yeah. Just take the bye. But what if... Dot, dot, Don't dot. do this to yourself, man. Uh, I'm not doing it to myself. I'm just trying to get in your head. <laughs> you ain't getting in there. I, dude, this is over. This is, this, they shouldn't play this game. Iowa should take the bye just to get right for whatever game they're in, whatever bowl game. But point is, that's not what I'm interested in. I want to see the post-game ceremony. And you mm. know why? I can't wait to see Tony Petiti have to hand that trophy to Jim Harbaugh. Oh. that's going to be some appointment viewing because think about it. Like he has to do, I saw people on Twitter are speculating. He won't be there. Yes, he will. He has to, for one, he's the commissioner. It's one of the things you have to do. And for two, it's his first one Mm -hmm. as commissioner. He has to be there. He has to take his medicine. If Goodell showed up and handed it to Belichick and Brady after that whole thing, this dude can show up and give it to Michigan. 
I just want to know, will Harbaugh do anything condescending or petty? Mm. Like, do you think Harbaugh does like this? Yanks the trophy out of his hands and then immediately turns away. Like Connor Cook? Yeah. With Archie Griffith? That was weird. Uh, or maybe I was thinking something like a big bleep-eating grin and a condescending pat on the back while he hands it to him. Yeah. Or while he takes the trophy from Petiti. Something like that. But then I got to thinking, you know, why don't we do this up? And there's some actual production value. Like, we get to that point and Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson, we throw it down to the field now. It's time for the, it's time for the Big Ten presentation of the, what, what's the name of the trophy anymore? I don't know. But here, here's how it sounds. I'll give you a little production value. This is what I have in plan for post-Big Ten title game Saturday evening. All right, we throw it down to the field. For the presentation of the Big Ten Championship Trophy, here's Joel Klatt. Thanks, Gus. I'm down here. I'm on the dais. Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti is here, but we can't seem to, to find Jim Harbaugh anywhere. He's, he's nowhere to be found, and, well, this is an odd scene, and... Oh. 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 Oh, my God. What was that? Oh, my God. That's, that's Jim Harbaugh's music. That's Jim Harbaugh's music. Gus, that's a, I hear it, Joel. That's Jim Harbaugh's music. Oh, the crowd is going electric down here on Lucas Oil Stadium Field. As the purple lights descend, uh, the smoke is emanating from the tunnel. Uh, what's, a casket is rolling out. I repeat, there is a casket on the field. Oh, my God, the lid open. It's Jim Harbaugh. It's Jim Harbaugh. As God is my witness. Oh my God, Jim Harbaugh! Jim Harbaugh's on the dais and he, he's reaching, he's reaching for the, the trophy. And Commissioner Petiti said, "Oh my God, he's got him by the throat. Is he gonna choke? No, he's not gonna choke, Slim. Oh my God, a tombstone pile driver! This move is banned in the WWE. Anyway, wow. something like that. <laughs> the fever dreams of Beanie. <laughs> hey, the thing is. I could see things more dramatic unfolding oh, <laughs> in that post-game ceremony. How dare you besmirch the Undertaker? Besmirch? I think that would be awesome. You know, the Undertaker would love it. He's tight with Ric Flair, and Ric Flair's a, a big Walmart Wolverine. Oh, my God. He'll probably be there. You think Ric Flair will put Tony Petiti in the figure four? <laughs> <laughs> it's offensive-minded. We're back after these words. <laughs> Sure, you could listen to Static. <laughs> or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer. Without the interruptions from the Static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. If you want sports, you're in the right place. If you want easy listening, it's not here, buddy. We're the game, 7.30 a.m. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. WWVFN. East Lansing. A town square media station. The game, 730 AM. Lansing's only sports station. Facing a divorce. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is there- the Game 730 AM studio is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. Twelve in the capital city. That is some ominous music, Dream. Oh, especially for a hump day. That was a bit of, a bit abrupt. I apologize. <laughs> it really didn't fit the moment at all. <laughs> hey, you know some of these things are experimental, like the transfer portal in NIL. We're just making it up as we go along. Hey, let me get back to the free game. Seven thirty a.m. app. We have a couple of messages in there. Tyler. Oops, sorry. I clicked the wrong one. Wasn't it Tyler? Yeah, Tyler W. in Lansing says, Beanie, the Undertaker Harbaugh bit has me cracking up just great. (laughs) Well, you know, we're here to entertain, of course, but I appreciate that. We'll have to work more of that kind of stuff in. (laughs) From beyond. Rest in peace. (laughs) I was going to say, speaking of rest in peace. Uh, okay, uh, he continues here, Tyler W. does, in the free game 730 AM app. According to Nebraska head coach Matt Rule, today he said a good quarterback in the portal costs one, one and a half, or two million dollars worth of NIL. Oh. Something to note for MSU's quarterback search. Good point. Hey, you know what? Uh, thanks for the message, Tyler, and for your kind words and for listening. I'll play that clip. This is Matt Rule. This is what Tyler's talking about. Make no mistake that a, a good quarterback in the portal costs you know a million to a million five to two million dollars right now. So just 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 on the same page, right? So um, let's, let's make sure we all understand what's happening. So um, um, you know, there's some teams that have six six or seven million dollar players playing for them. So no, is that frustrating? The way where we're at now with the dollars involved. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's not, no, no, you, you know, I would not let people be able to buy people off another roster. Okay, but how do you stop it? You don't, but he's got a good point. I like where he's going. I don't want to, I don't want, this is not, uh, never mind. I, Go ahead. Just, it's just, it's not, it's not free agency, but, in, but it, in, is. it is. <laughs> I mean, look, um, uh, look, look, college football has a, I don't know if I can say that. 
let me try amending that before I get in trouble. <laughs> College football gets off on trying to emulate the NFL. Well, this is how it works there. Like the minor leagues, they're just it's a feeder system. So I mean, I guess they're just getting them ready. The NFL or college football is trying to make its postseason like the NFLs. Okay. This is where we are. But listen, to Tyler's point, he says something to note, you know, one to two million dollars for a quarterback in the portal through NIL. That's something to note for MSU's quarterback search. Absolutely. And here's my take on that. This is a both things can be true situation. Sorry, microphone is apparently haunted by the Undertaker and Paul Bear. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Is it ridiculous where things have gotten with the portal? Yeah. Yes. Is it ridiculous that there's going to be thousands of players in the portal in like one week? Yeah. Is it ridiculous that you have to re-recruit your own roster all the time? Yes. Is it ridiculous that to go get a premium quarterback on the open market, it's going to cost you up to $2 million worth of an NIL bag? Yes. But also, you know what else the answer is yes to? If Michigan State is serious about college football, they got to go out and pay that to get a quarterback, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Both things can be true. You can be like us. (laughs) Lots of wrestling references. Go ahead. Tell the people what you're doing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love it. We'll have to work on our WWE drop game. Excuse me. AEW. (laughs) Drop game. Anyway, you can be like us and completely disenchanted and, and frankly, a, a little disgusted. Facts are facts. By where things have gotten. But you also have to accept its reality. Do you think that they just, honestly, I feel like this whole NIL thing was not really well thought out. It wasn't. The, NC, the NCAA abdicated any responsibility. That's why this happened. You guys want it. You got it, and then we're going to open the lid and run away the opposite direction. So what I've been told by people who would know is that it was telegraphed well ahead of time what was going to happen, that this court case was going to go this way, and that players were finally going to be able to capitalize over off of their own name, image, and likeness. I didn't know it was for sure, but apparently everyone in the industry knew it was about a matter of when, not if. Right. The NCAA did no preparation. They effectively, for the Christians like me listening— Pulled a Pontius Pilate, washed their hands and said, fine, it's your problem. Go ahead. Yep. Leave me out of the history books. That's what they did. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be this governing body for all college sports, even though they aren't for college football. That's part of the problem. College football playoff committee is the one that administers the national championship. It's all very stupid. Huh. It makes no sense. But I digress. The point is, yes, the NCAA took the coward's way out and did nothing, which is ultimately going to end in the NCAA and lead to its downfall. Mm -hmm. There was a report last week that the Power 5 schools are already working on the infrastructure and plan to break away and make their own separate sport, which a lot of people have prophesized for a while. Well, it makes the most sense. If I'm I'm a big-time college football coach, administrator, whatever, and I'm seeing this thing just run completely amok off the rails... I'm wondering about the NCAA. Mm -hmm. My question would be, what would you say you do here? Like, why do we pay for you? Right. You don't do anything. So they are. They're going to effectively take their ball and go play somewhere else. That's what's going to happen. Matter of when, not if. But Mm -hmm. anyway, look, 
all of that can be true. You can be like us and be completely disenchanted by all that and hate it and hate where we are. And you can hate how all of this has eroded the things we loved most about college football, the rivalries, the pageantries, the tradition. We're losing so much of that, and we're only going to lose more. Yeah. Like, I don't care about this part, but there are a lot of people who actually embrace Penn State, Michigan State as a, as a rivalry. And for some reason, people actually like that abomination, <laughs> the land-grant trophy. Well, you're losing it. They won't play for two years. Mm. You know? There are worse examples. Obviously, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State. These are all going away permanently, at least eventually, because of conference realignment. The point is, we have lost a lot of what makes us special in the name of money. You can be just like us and hate that, but you also have to at least accept it, but probably outright embrace it in order to succeed in these circumstances, in this environment. So what I'm saying is, yes, this all sucks, and I hate it, but Michigan State has the resources to go out there and get a good quarterback. Yeah, it'll cost a million or two million bucks. I don't care. Spend it. That's what it's for. Can't take it with you. It's the way the game works. If you don't like it, don't play. If you don't like that you have to spend up to $2 million to go out and get Aiden Childs to follow Jonathan Smith from Oregon State to East Lansing and have an actual talented, bona fide, four-star quarterback that other programs are going to covet. If you want that, you've got to do it. And if you don't want to pay that, fine. What's the point of all this then? Mm -hmm. Why go out and get a coach that everyone seems to think was good and and pay seven and a quarter million dollars? Why fund 100 plus million dollars worth of stadium upgrades? Why spend all this NIL money every year? Why beg Matt Ishbia, Steve St. Andre, Dan Gilbert, all these guys, um, Greg Williams, the AccraSure guy, why beg these people for money? Why constantly go up to them with your hands outstretched if you aren't going to use it to contend? Who's to say $2 million? Who's to say Matt, Matt Rule is right? Right. What if it's even more than that? I'm sure there are players. May, well, he did say there are some teams that have like six or seven million dollar players, meaning like individuals making that much. That's insane. Six to seven million. Oh, dollar is that players. what he said? I okay. think he was yeah, saying you got it. That you got half a sense. dozen people to get. But here's the deal: who's to say that this quarterback goes? Yeah, I think I'm going to hold out for five million. I say that's what makes America great. <laughs> America, capitalism. Yeah. That's really what's At its going finest, on here. That's yeah. what this is. I got no problem with the player trying to maximize his value. Mm-hmm. That's what we all do. And if you don't like it, well, then there's the door. Yeah. I don't like it, but I'm going to play by the, the custom because I would like to win. Look, you've got two choices. You either embrace it and leverage it as a tool to succeed, or you can be Dabo Swinney and your program can completely rot. Yep. Those are your choices. I would like to win football games, and I would like to be in the playoff consistently. I'd like to win football games and also have a moral compass, but you can't have both nowadays. <laughs> Not that, well, I don't think you ever could, but hey. Well, they've been being paid for a long time, just in different ways, let's be honest. But the it's, morality it's part of, of it, now. like, it's immoral that the players are the ones who make the least money out of well, this. Well, I mean, you can make that argument. Yeah. I just mean, like, from a traditionalist standpoint, these are amateur athletes, but are they? No, nope. they might as well be professional athletes. They're putting butts in the seats, 
and the owners or the the money makers of the university, I should say, are the ones that are profiting, not the players. So to a certain extent, I think it's good that the players get something. Hey, let me tell you something. This stopped being amateur at least three decades ago. Yeah. As soon as the TV industry got involved right. and started making money hand over fist off the hand over fist off the broadcast fees and all the ad ad revenue and ad inventory they sell attached to this, this wouldn't this wasn't amateur. It hasn't been since at least the 70s. Mm-hmm. This ain't an amateur sport. No. They just kept the players in an amateur position and kept them out of the, the pie, which is BS. Not total BS, but BS yes. nonetheless. Hey, while we're on this uh, college football stuff, what do you make of these, uh, these rankings last night? In case you didn't know, I'll run you down where we are right now. The, the committee came out last night, and here's Georgia at one, Michigan's up to two, Washington up to three, Florida State up to four, Oregon up one spot to five, Wash, excuse me, or Ohio State falls four to six, one spot ahead of fellow one loss, Texas. Mm. Now that is interesting to me. How is Ohio State ahead of Texas? Can someone explain that to me? Texas plays in a better league. Yep. Texas has a better quality win. Their best win is better than Ohio State's. Ohio State's best win is beating Penn State in Columbus. Texas went on the road in week two to Tuscaloosa and didn't just win under the lights. They chased Tuscaloosa. They they chased Alabama out of Tuscaloosa. Right. Like a defining 10-point win. People don't win in Tuscaloosa, let alone by double digits. Texas did. Now, they lost. Their one loss this year was with like four seconds left in a rivalry game at a neutral site against Oklahoma. Yeah. Forgivable. Ohio State's one loss came this weekend. Also forgivable. You know, six points at Ann Arbor. Not a, not a terrible loss. But look, we, and then do the eye test. Which team looks like the better football team? Right it's now, Texas. Texas. They can go up and down the field. Mm-hmm. Ohio State struggles to move the ball against teams with a pulse. They don't have a quarterback. Even though he had his way with them for much of the final three quarters of the game. Yeah, but let's be but honest. Yeah, I would, Texas looks like the much more complete and real college football team. Yep. How are they? Like, It doesn't matter. It really After doesn't. After this weekend, it's going to be I'm trying not to fall into the trap of doing their bidding, but I already have. The whole point of this, the weekly rankings is to get us to talk about it. And it worked. Yeah, it really did. I'm such an idiot. But look at it. What do you, what do you think it's going to look like after this weekend? Big Bob is right. I'm an idiot. You aren't. Don't be so What's hard it going to look yourself? like? Uh, well, that's a good question. That depends on what happens. I'll just say this. I'll go on the record. I don't know how a one-loss Big 12 champion Texas can be denied. They have to be in the playoff, assuming they beat Oklahoma State. Okay, so you got Texas in. Oh, you're asking me what's going to happen this weekend? Yeah, you've got... Well, Georgia's going to beat Bama, so they'll stay at one. Michigan's going to destroy Iowa. They'll stay at two. Oregon is going to beat Washington. So Oregon becomes three. They should. Um, in my book, I would move them to two because I think their, their resume, although they would have a loss, would still be more impressive overall than Michigan's. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Two and three play each other anyway. So, yeah, I would go, it, it'll go Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. And then... Here's what I wanted to get into, Steve. Yeah. Because I think Florida State, although without a quarterback, is still going to beat Louisville. And Florida State is going to be an undefeated ACC champion. 
But then the question is going to be, do they get the last spot or does a 12-1 Big 12 champion Texas get the last spot? Now, I'm not so sure of how it all actually shake out, but I could tell you it has to be Texas, and here's why. How can Florida State be allowed into the playoff? How? Well, on paper, a lot of folks, especially in Tallahassee, are going to say they're undefeated. They deserve a spot. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that, but you asked how they could be considered. That's what they're going to say. However, do they belong there at number four? No, Texas for sure. I don't see how the committee can put Florida State in, considering their quarterback is in an iron lung. Right. I thought the whole point of getting rid of the BCS was to put people back in charge to make people decisions. Common sense. Yeah, like getting rid of the computer. The computer wouldn't be able to account for Jordan Travis being done. Mm-hmm. But a person can. Yep. It's that eye test element. Yeah. How can you put a team into the playoff when their best player, arguably, but certainly one of the most important players, that's inarguable. You can't become 12-0 and 0 with only one player, though. That, look, but yes, you can. And well, you can, but that's not the case with them. Yeah. And this is the other part of it. I'm not so sure Florida State would belong in if Jordan Travis were still among the living. <laughs> the ACC is far and away the worst Power Five conference this year. Yeah. Their best win came in week one when they destroyed LSU. And respect, they did. But um, I don't know if you've noticed this. LSU has the worst defense in the Power Five. Worst. That's not that impressive of a win anymore is what I'm saying. It yep. still counts. But what Texas has done, far more impressive. And, by the way, their quarterback is alive. So And good. I just I don't know how you can do this. I thought the point of the playoff in the committee was to get people involved to override uninformed decisions that a computer would coldly make without the ability to analyze context. Why do we not ask that question when ESPN analyzes these re- releases? Why don't do they Do you want to ask? know why? Yes. Because there's a business relationship and they have to play nice. Although they do ask some questions like, listen to this. You want to know why they couldn't ask? What's the guy? Who's the playoff committee guy this year? He's got a really silly name. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, but I, I, it escapes me. Um, Boo Corrigan. Uh, there you go. Yeah. He's the NC State athletic director. Wow. this How some people can rise to such high-paying jobs without being able to talk just blows my mind. But listen to this. This is from last night. Listen to the question from Reese Davis, and then listen to the answer, if you want to call it that, from Boo Corrigan. How many? Oops. I thought the computer was playing it, but apparently not. Did you hear that? A little bit. Okay, let's try again. How many teams, if any, does the committee deem unequivocally better than the rest? Yeah, you know, as we look at it, Reese, you know, really good weekend, right? What would rivalry weekend? <laughs> You get a little bit of everything as you go into that. But, you know, uh, Georgia Tech's or Georgia's win over Georgia Tech, seeding a lot of their uh, top offensive players. You know, Michigan with a big win over Ohio State. You know, Washington pulls one out in the Apple Cup. Florida State goes down to the swamp. You know, what, what a great season it's been so far. That's what a lot does of that words. even mean? A lot of words to say nothing. Yeah. How many teams have separated 
from the the rest as the absolute best. Dead air. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. That's why you can't ask him a you, real you question. You watch the video, the guy's brain is on fire. Error, and error. smoking does not compute. 403, yeah. website not found. That's, that's what we call an ID10T error. Explain that. ID. Oh, idiot. Yeah. Error. I guess I'm an ID10T. <laughs> Damn, Big Bob, you got me. He's got me shook. No, but seriously, that's why you can't ask them real questions. Softballs, the guy can't even so answer. So honestly, you just answered my question. They, they don't know. That's the other thing. They don't know. That's the other thing. Some of the people on the committee have no business being in a football decision-making capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, again, let me restate my position. I understand Florida State is going to be a 13-0 and an undefeated ACC champion, an undefeated Power 5 champion with an impressive win in week one over LSU. I understand all of that. But I thought the point of going to this playoff committee and away from the BCS, which did not account for people, was computers and formulas, was to allow for that eye test mm-hmm. to get involved, for the context to be accounted for intangibles yeah for computers can't count those for us to not go by like these strictures of like straight narrow boundaries but to allow for some bending here and there that's that's necessary when reality sets in when all the twists and turns of a regular season are complete there's a lot to consider and at the very foundation of this let me ask you a real fundamental question what is the point of the committee? What is their charge? What is their one job? To figure out who is going to be in the playoff. Right. To play each other. To figure out who the four best teams in the country are. Mm-hmm. Can't do it just on record. It has to be the four best teams in the country. Yep. Is Florida State one of the four best teams in the country when their quarterback isn't playing anymore? No. No, no they do not belong there. That's not how this is supposed to work. And I understand the argument. Well, that's that's doing a disservice and not rewarding the rest of the players who helped them get to 14-0. I understand, but here's the thing. College football is a business, first and foremost. People, I know you don't want to accept it. And it's something that's all warm and fuzzy to you and, and, and you love it so much. I get all of that. It, it has all this sentimental value to you. It is a cold, ruthless heartless business before anything else. Yep. How do you think the advertisers are going to feel if the one versus four game is Georgia versus Florida State without a quarterback? Mm. They're not going to be happy. 55 to 10, Georgia. <laughs> now, it could still be that with Jordan Travis. At least there'll be a, a name you recognize, a Heisman contender at one point, mm-hmm. at quarterback for the Knowles. But he ain't there. Now, compare that to Georgia versus Texas. That is some good old-fashioned smash smash mouth football. Let's go. It might as well be the Republican presidential convention. Yeah. Yeah. The whole South is a light for that. (laughs) It's a Civil War primary in the college football semifinal. I can make those jokes. My family is all from Arkansas and Tennessee. But anyway, my point is, that's a way sexier matchup. Oh, and by the way... I don't even have to talk about that stuff. 
Texas has the better resume than Florida State. Yep. They just do. Yeah. Because, again, I'm not sure Florida State belongs in the playoff, even with their quarterback mm. among the those of us drawing breath. Strength of schedule. Yes. Oh. ACC far and away the worst. How does how does uh, Brian excuse me? How does Jeff Brom get? To, what did they get to? Ten and two. Yeah. How does Jeff Brom take Louisville to ten and two in the ACC title game in year one? Because it's the ACC. Yeah. That's how. The ACC is worse and lighter than the Big Ten. Think about that for a second. We had to sit through twelve weeks of this. Yeah. And somehow the ACC is worse. Yeah. Florida State probably doesn't belong anyway. But they definitely don't without a quarterback because the point is to get the best four teams in there. And without their quarterback, they are definitely, without a doubt, not one of the four best teams. Top 10? Mm, sure, fine. Sure. In next year's playoff, this isn't an issue. <clears throat> but they can't be in. If Texas wins, they have to be in over Florida State. It's yeah. that simple. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that undoes a perfect season by the rest of the Florida State players. I am. I am sorry. But also, we're not trying to make everyone happy. Nope. 517-342-63. Caller, you're on the air. Who is it? Where are you calling from? Well, let me try again. You're not coming through. Caller, who is it? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Lansing. Who in Lansing? Yeah, we're calling from who in Lansing. We're, call- we're telling you to call the huge show. You call the huge show. You always talk about people not uh, not calling the show. You talk all that smack about huge. Call the huge show and post him all, buddy. Chicken shit. Whoa. Ooh. Naughty, naughty. You get dumped for saying potty mouth words. And by the way, um, appreciate the Simonson family listening to the show. <laughs> you realize your daddy's on air live right now, but I appreciate you can't quit me. Can you make out, was that English, what he said at the beginning? Uh, I, I didn't... Lansing. What? Yabba-dabba-dabba-doo in Lansing. Based on what you were saying earlier, I thought it was one of your relatives from Arkansas. (laughs) Hey, listen. Don't get me wrong. There's some regressed people in my family tree, but none of us have an extra chromosome like that guy. Ah. Get the knuckles off the ground. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Look. Point is, what does that have to do with what we're talking about either? Florida State doesn't belong in here. No, Steve, seriously. what, what, What prompted that? I don't know. Damn. You know, in the break, we were talking about, uh, we heard that story about the deer problem. Where was that? Livingston County somewhere? Yeah. yeah. And they're thinking about, well, I said, well, why don't they have a controlled hunt? Why don't they have a cull? A cull. I'll tell you what else needs a cull. Hmm. Whew. Some of you got to stop breeding. And I understand the family reunions get hot and heavy. <laughs> but you got to stop this. Oh, boy. There are too many knuckle draggers <laughs> calling into the show. <laughs> Anyway, all right, back to Florida State. No, they do not belong this yeah, year. Yeah, I just, I, I can't. Texas belongs at number four at least. You know, maybe they even belong at three over, I don't know, it's hard to say. But they belong in the top four at least. I like Georgia versus Texas. It's a good matchup. You see Michigan versus yeah. Oregon. Well, and the storyline would be great because it's a preview of the new SEC starting next year. Like, look. The advertisers would be very happy with that, but so would we. Yeah. So would we. The, to see good football. Yes. The the consumer would enjoy that better. Five one seven three hundred forty two sixty three. Ah, a caller with a regular number of chromosomes. Jeff, what's up, man? Well, you know we have these same arguments in March when they put up on the screen 
two teams with no names, and all they put up are RPI and other numbers. Yeah. And clearly one is better than the other, yep. and then it's always the other one that gets picked. So, <laughs> uh, it's because we have non-sports people making these decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, and there's a lot of politicians on the playoff committee, which is just, why would you ever invite the fox into the hen house? I don't know. The costumes are so much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you though, Jeff. It's it's mind numbing. So who like are you with us? Like let's say Florida State is thirteen and zero and Texas is twelve and one. They both win their conference. Who gets that last spot? Um, it's, to me, it's the undefeated. It's got to be Florida State, even without wow. the quarterback. If they got to win another game, didn't they win one without him? Yeah, they've, yeah, I think they've, yes, yeah. one or two without Yeah, them. they've won a couple, I think, yeah. So you're saying they I should be there no matter what, huh? I think, well, they've proven themselves since they lost a quarterback, and uh, it's next man up, and they, they don't win with just one person. Yeah, I think uh-huh. that they, they can. What about the, the fact that the ACC is so bad? Like, that's where it comes down to, for me, without even factoring in the quarterback part. Okay, well, the Big Ten actually only has, what, two teams out of 18 or 14 or whatever? So it's not yeah. like we're as good as people think that we are. Yeah, but the ACC is even worse. It has one team. Just one. Well, it, it can go either way. Hey, about the coaches, uh, the assistant coaches, I believe that Tucker had $7 million and they're giving the new guy $10 million minimum for his coaches. So he's got quite a bit more to work with. Yes. Is that right? Has that been officially reported? I heard that earlier today that they were reported. So, um, okay. I have one more question for you. Yeah. On the NIL, it's, you know, there's $10 million, $20 million, whatever, this big thing of money. Do the coaches have access to that, and are they allowed to offer? I, I didn't know exactly how that worked. <sighs> That's a tricky situation. So the school is not officially allowed to be in charge of the NIL collective. They have to be separate. That's what this Spartan Dogs for Life thing is. That's that's one of two NIL collectives for Michigan State. The other is called This is Sparta. So my understanding is the school can't be involved in the official business of the NIL. And they're not supposed to, right, they're supposed to be division, so they can't be like, hey, if you come to my school, we'll give you $1.5 But we all know that's happening anyway. So you're saying that the coach is in there recruiting, but he's got to have somebody on the phone next to him saying, all right, here's my money guy, now let's really talk. <laughs> it's supposed to be, like, completely separate, like church and state, but the fact is we know it's not, and they're not enforcing that. That's why it's being leveraged as a recruiting tactic. We know it's not in a, in a lot of places. With Tom Izzo, it's probably happening the right way. And like you said a couple of days ago, you know what? Maybe we got to get with the times. I don't know. Yep. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. I, I understand it sucks. Well, that's the way it is. So Jeff um, made a good point about this. See, I can see where he's coming from because I do think that there should be some kind of reward for a for an undefeated season. However, we've seen that go down the tubes over the years just mm-hmm. based on good point. where do they really rank with those wins? Where do they really rank with those wins? And Florida State beat um, University of North Alabama. That's the game where Jordan Travis got knocked out. Yeah, he didn't really factor in the in the stats anyway. Like uh, the backup did all the scoring; he didn't do anything. And then they beat uh, Florida, which is you know that's a rivalry, a rivalry game. game. You yeah, know, that, that 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 definitely. Um, did you see what something. they did? By the way, after the game, no, I shouldn't say they. There was a a cadre of Florida State players after the game. It was at Florida. It was in the swamp. Right, rivalry game. A, a, a group of like four Florida State players were in one of the Florida end zones and they took scissors and carved out a patch 
of the Florida Ben Hill Griffin Stadium turf wow. and pulled it up and were like celebrating with it. And they were going to carve more out. And I've never seen this in my life. One of the cops that are there, like for security, came and made them leave. He came and said, enough, get get out, get into the tunnel, get to the locker room. Wow. But they were carving up. Yeah, you don't do that. that that's just a bad look. I have seen a lot of wild, like, rivalry stuff. Like, who's the defensive coordinator for Michigan? Minter? Yeah. Like, him running across the field to wave bye-bye to Ohio State's sideline. <laughs> I've seen a lot of weird rivalry stuff. Oregon playing the Michigan State game on the Autzen Stadium video board. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it, none of it was funny. It's just like, wow, what ha- what are doing it in high school? I mean, I, it, it, this is not sour grapes because we ended up winning the game, but my hometown of DeWitt, we had a team, a high school team that we played early in the season, decided to come out and plant their flag. You can say Hazlitt. I, it's a rivalry. I'd rather not say that word. Um, but they as a Hasletian, I allow you to were invoke. You, us. Were you embarrassed by that behavior? Well, I mean, I, I thought it was. Pretty, I live and pay taxes there, but that's not where I went. It was to pretty awful. Um, I don't. It doesn't bother that, that's me. That's just rude. You don't do that. You don't. It's that just, doesn't bother me. Just a bad look. I'm, Why not? Because it's high school. Well, well, not only that, but I just. Do you think, get a penalty for that? I don't know. I guess I'm just more of the. Uh, yeah, the Barry Sanders. Grape. No, no, I'm more of a Barry Sanders act like you've been there before. You old fart. Yeah, <laughs> I am that. You know what I love about? I'm glad you mentioned that because I watched that documentary last week and it was excellent. Bye bye Barry You're on Amazon for the Prime. Recommend. Thank you for reminding me. That was excellent. But I, that was on my mind as I was at the game Thursday at Ford Field. Yeah, the Lions Packers game, and I love how Lions fans like you, but the difference is I think you believe it and you practice what you preach. Lions fans invoke that all the time. Why don't more people do it like Barry and act like they've been there before? <laughs> Cut to Lions fans in the stands. You should have seen some of the things Picking they were saying. the baby next to them and spiking the baby. Some like, of the stuff the Lions fans were saying before, during, and oh, after the game. Let's just say they weren't acting like they've been there before. By the way, and I'm fine with that. It's yeah. just don't don't extol the virtue of just handing the ref the football like anything else is some terrible immorality when you're incapable of exercising that same restraint from the stands. Sure. By the way, I was, um, you know, emptying the bladder one last time before the game started, and then I was stuck in the concourse in a traffic jam, not unlike that along I-696 right now on the way to Detroit. It took forever to, to get through. It was just like a... <laughs> As JR would say, a mass of humanity <laughs> uh, trying to get through. And at one point, you know, I'm one of the few people wearing Packer stuff, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've never been treated poorly there. And if I did, so what? It should, there should be a home field advantage. I'm cool with that. I understand yeah. that. If I were afraid, I wouldn't wear green into Ford Field, whatever. No, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. You know, people will razz you. That's fine. It's all well and good. It's part of it. But at one point, when I'm stuck in this traffic jam trying to get my section, a guy coming the opposite way, clearly very inebriated, like barely able to keep his eyes open. And he's staggering, bouncing off different people in the crowd like a zombie. He locks eyes with me. Oh, boy. And it took an extra couple of seconds because of the alcohol. <laughs> but then he realized I was wearing Packers stuff. And he just goes, boo! <laughs> and you know, puts his thumb down. And he, do- he holds this. This boo and continues taking breaths to restart it as long as it takes until we pass each other. Uh-huh. And so then, by the way, this is, this is like 45 seconds of booing. Uh-huh. And then we finally get like parallel and he stops and he goes, <laughs> just kidding. And he goes to fist bump me. And I just, I made a stoic look and I said, go F yourself. <laughs> but I didn't bleep it. 
And you should have seen like the blood drain from his face. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't upset with him. I was just like, this was so annoying. Everyone yeah. around us, the Lions fans were annoyed. It went on too long. 45 seconds of booing. Jeez. But the funny thing is that same guy probably the night before watched the Bye Bye Barry documentary. is like, he was so classy. I love the way he acted like he'd been there before. 12 hours later. Boo! <laughs> Defensive-minded, total BS edition. The Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network. He shoots, he scores on a backhand. Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio. He scores from the right side goal line. Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Detroit Red Wings hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey. Get your Detroit Lions pregame fix all season with nachos and kneecaps. The Lansing area's very own local Detroit Lions tailgate show. Presented by Momentum Health Center in Mason. Join yours truly, Beanie, from Offensive Minded on the game 7.30 a.m. And Brock Palmbush every week about two hours before kickoff. We cover all the Lions angles, player availability, matchups, outrageous Dan Campbell in-game decisions and audio, local ski mask sales, and everything else. Nachos and kneecaps presented by Momentum Health Center in Mason is also brought to you by Miller Lite. On Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ and the game. 738. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The best in sports talk starts now on the only station the people of Lansing turn to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. Sorry for the delay there. I was calling another show that's live at the same exact time because, you know, that's a thing. Hey, listen, that's not a bad idea. I would love to call up competing shows live on air and just go at it with them. The problem is the PDs around here do not subscribe to the late 80s, early 90s Stern show formula. I was just going to say. I would love to have it out with Huge like Stern did with Imus. I would. And also, you know who else would love that? You guys on the other side of the radio. You would win. Can't do that. Doesn't work that way anymore. No. Not that it did then either. He just... Stern was so relentless, Imus finally just gave up, right? And it lasted for like 10 seconds, I think, before he hung up on him. Total BS brought to you by Miller Lite <laughs> and Brand Steakhouse. That guy sounded like a huge show listener. <laughs> he did. It, it caters to a specific demographic, Steve. It sure does. What demographic is that, you ask? The missing link. <laughs> great great, uh, great reference to it. That might be giving him too much yeah. credit. It's more like Cro-Magnon. Yeah, something. Not quite Neanderthal, but Cro-Mac. Anyway, about out of time. Man, it flies, doesn't it? It sure does. Time flies when you're having fun and doing WWE bits on the sports radio program. Sound a plumber. (laughs) 
Uh, I had other stuff I wanted to get to today, but naturally, you know, run we didn't out of talk time. about Patrick Kane being on the wings. We haven't hit that two days in a row. Yeah, well, you know why? And I, I I'm not trying to be funny or do a bit or you know be a poo pooer. Mm-hmm. But here's what happens anywhere in this market when you talk Red Wings on the radio. <laughs> I'm serious. It's people it's unfortunate. Don't. It's um, I love the Wings. You know, it's, me too. But people, it's not a mainstream needle mover. Yeah. And plus, Michigan State hired a coach, you know, so that's way, way far and away number Great one. Great appearance last night at the uh, basketball game, um, which Michigan State, thank God, won. Well, that's a bad mid-major team. They better have won. Yep. Um, Big Ten play starts next week. Yikes. John Smith looked confident, looked happy to be there. Got the go green in there with the crowd response. Go white. It was pretty great low ego high output yep. that's the thing there that's you what go he says and by the way you made a good point earlier Whew. they gotta they gotta update those jerseys specifically on the inside why don't you mention what you mentioned to me earlier? well i just saw that when they were presenting with the jersey and i'm sure they had to use a stock jersey uh-huh. for the photo op but it said relentless uh, on the inside of on the, the inside of the collar. collar yeah you'd think someone though in marketing would have noticed that and at least like I mean, put a black piece of tape over it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that word. It's not offensive. But it's a vestige of the Mel Tucker area. It is. A, I, I agree with that part. That's but, embarrassing, man. There, uh, there are very highly paid marketing people at Michigan State who are there to catch things like that. Yeah. How can you not? I just don't understand how you miss that. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's not the biggest deal, but... I'll be honest, I'm embarrassed. That's an embarrassing thing. Shouldn't happen. We didn't even have time to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his ankle, his Achilles. His alleged Achilles injury? Look, dude, I saw it with my own eyes on TV. He tore his Achilles. He's counting his money. There are people out there spinning a conspiracy theory that he didn't actually blow his Achilles, and that's why today he was cleared to practice because it was only 79 days ago. Dude, I saw it. I saw the... The ripple effect that happens on an Achilles tear. 21 days till he can return to the field. Is that what the, is that what I saw a little while is ago? Is that right? I think so. What's the point? They're going to be like... It's exactly 100 days. <laughs> Too convenient, huh? <laughs> what if it was like exactly 112 days and that's his jersey? <laughs> I don't know. The, the Jets are going to be like 4-12 and 12 by the time he comes back. He, by not. the way, people out there conspiracy theorizing about this. Did you hear what he said yesterday on McAfee? He said there are two main considerations as to whether I play again this season. One is whether I'm healthy enough to do it. And two is if we're still alive to make the playoffs. Well, even if he gets number one, by the time he's back, they're probably mathematically eliminated. They're a bad team. They are. And by the way, the reason his Achilles exploded is because they have no offensive line to protect him. That hasn't changed. Maybe they need an offensive line. I'm just saying it would be irresponsible to put him back out there. Yeah. It's elder abuse. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Dream. Thank you for having me. Hope you feel better. Sorry Brock got you sick. Yeah. Walking during Petri dish. Until tomorrow, (laughs) four to six. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Be safe. Be good. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.